down in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Hello everyone, this is Karen Schoen. Welcome to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. The Florida Citizens Alliance is doing amazing work, folks. Please, if you live in Florida, you must get involved. We are taking, undertaking a huge program to help our families get the kids out of those indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools. The only way that we can get rid of it is to stop using it. We have to stop feeding the beast. Get your kids out of public schools. Every time they go to the public school, the public school makes money. So if you want to stop feeding the beast and starve the beast, then you have to get your kids out of public schools. And there are many opportunities now. The Florida Citizens Alliance is working on what we call the micro schools. And please go to the website. Go flca.org, check out the micro schools and help us. If you're a former teacher and you can teach, that is wonderful. Contact us. If you're a parent and you can uh, work with the kids for a couple of days or a couple of hours, contact us. That's what we need Americans to come together to teach young Americans what life is about. And it is not about transgenderism. So Go to goflca.org and sign up and become involved. The only way we're going to stop what's going on is to be involved. We're not involved. Nothing is going to stop. It will continue. And today we have a very important conversation with a woman that I met a long time ago when we first started getting involved in what was Agenda 21, what was the UN really trying to do, what is this new world order, what is this all about, and what are they trying to do to America? We worked very closely with Dr. Michael Kaufman, who is the scientist who showed what America will look like when these plans are fulfilled. They were so horrifying that the Senate refused to ratify the treaty when Dr. Kaufman's group started sending the information to the Senate and saying, no, do not ratify this treaty. Look what you are doing to America. Well, surprisingly enough, this time the Senate said, no, we're not going to do that. So this treaty was never ratified. Let's remember that, folks, as they try to give us more and more treaties. So what is this all about? 
Well, they came up with a program called Agenda 21, and they focused on the climate because they figured that if they could fool the people into believing that they were in control of the climate, then they could restrict the people and force them to do what they want in the name of saving the planet. And so they dreamed up what they call sustainability and sustainable developments. Now, this was under Clinton and his communication advisor, his name was J. Gary Lawrence. And he said that participating in a UN advocated planning process would very likely bring out many who would actively work to defeat any direct official undertaking local Agenda 21 sustainability. So let's call it something else. And that's exactly what they did. And by using a lot of nice, warm, fuzzy words, people had no idea what they were building what they were buying into. What were they buying into? A sustainable development. What is a sustainable development? What does that gobbledygook all mean? Well, this is the definition that they use. It means the development of society that meets the needs of the present society without compromising the needs of future societies to meet their own needs. Wow, that's a big sentence. What does that mean? Well, you may do nothing without government approval because what you do today will affect what happens tomorrow. And therefore, if you are at fault and you are destroying the earth and you are controlling the climate, then what are you doing to the next generation? How does that work? Well, it really doesn't. But they have put things in place that they will force it to work. And I have asked Victoria Barr, who has been studying this as long as I have, haven't you, Victoria, to join me today. And let's discuss what all of this really means. Thank you for joining me, Victoria. Thank you, Karen, for actually asking me and caring enough about this very subject. We've both been in this fight for almost 20 years, I think. I think and you're right. I think both of us have ears that perk up when we hear things. So this started for me um, coming back actually from South Florida on my mother-in-law's trip, and a video popped up by a gentleman called Chris Guy. And I had followed Chris Guy formally on Twitter and such, and he got banned from every platform. And all of a sudden, I got a notification that Chris Guy was back on Twitter, and I went, oh, my goodness. So I clicked on and he did a video, and it was one of the videos I sent you, uh, Karen, that was about 15-minute cities, which I had known as walkable cities or smart cities. But what I didn't know is how they have advanced the walkable city and how they will merge it to the PCA, Peter Charlie Alpha, as in personal carbon allowance, and then how that rolls into universal income. So... For this hour, I would like to cover how and what 15-Minute Cities is, how they will manipulate our, our actions through PCA, Personal Carbon Allowance, and how that will eventually end up into universal income. So the first thing when I'm giving speeches that I tell people, 15-Minute Cities, what is a 15-Minute City? Well, I'm a linguist by trade, and I pay attention to language. So I try to use language that will make people ask questions and wake up. 
So the way that I describe a 15-minute city is it's an invisible fence. You know how you have an invisible fence for your dog? It's an invisible fence for humans, literally. Um, and people go, well, what do you mean an invisible fence? Well, I'm an ad agency also, and the technology is out there, and people in our term, in our world, it's called geofencing. And you have used it, I'm sure, when you've gotten on maybe the Florida Turnpike, Karen, and you get home and you've got a, a bill in your in your mail because you went through the uh, the sun pass without a pass, and then they they send you a, a bill. It's that technology. It's been out there. It's already out there. And so what they plan on doing is grouping us into 15-minute cities. And when I say 15-minute cities, Karen, I mean walkable, 15-minute walkable cities. They are going to first tell you, and I'm going to tell you right now, I was speaking earlier um, last month, and this woman raised her hand. I was in Jacksonville. She said, well, we already have something like that going down in Riverside, San Marco, in Jacksonville, and they've called it Blue Zone Project. And it's coming up as Blue Zone, and very interesting. I had some documentation laying on my car seat, and I went to go pick up my logo artist, and she moving the paperwork out of my front seat. She looked down and saw Blue Zone. She goes, Blue Zone, it has a logo. She goes, oh, my goodness, they have those in California because she's from California. So surprise, surprise that California's got a head start. Right, Karen? Oh, yes. Um, Absolutely. So, so what this Blue Zone in Jacksonville, I cannot speak for Jacksonville, Florida, that I cannot speak for California is they have wrapped this around as a health project, and they brought in a local credit union, you know, Florida, Blue Cross, different things to, oh, you know, you need to have everything you need by yourself, I mean, in your surrounding, and it's walkable. And what they're going to start doing is they're going to start putting up signs saying low-emission neighborhoods. So what they're going to try to do is get us out of our coal-burning, gas-burning uh, cars, and then low-emission vehicles. But here's the deal. They're going to eventually ban electric vehicles, and all you're going to have is electric bikes or electric scooters or walking in these walkable cities. You know, uh, I don't have a graphic, so I'm going to try to use my language to have you picture, but I usually hold up this big poster that I found on Google, and it said the original 15-minute smart city. There were already 15-minute cities in Poland during the Nazi occupation. They were called okay. ghettos. Right. You could only leave with a pass. In 1941, the Nazis introduced the death penalty for going without a pass. Victoria, well, can I stop you for a moment? Because yes. um, people are saying 15-minute cities, they thought that it was 15 minutes that you could drive. But what you're saying is very different. It's 15 minutes that you can walk, which is about a mile to a mile and a half. Is that oh. what you're describing? Yes. And... And what's terrifying is, so they're going to try, and I don't know how they're going to do this, how they're going to, like, restructure America. Because right now, our our planning is into residential, it's into commercial, it's into building. It's called mixed use. And this started coming in, Karen, I'm sure you remember when we were talking about Agenda 21, and they would build, like, stores down the bottom and then apartments or lofts on top. Yes. And it was called mixed use, and they wanted you to be able to walk to the grocery store, walk to areas like Town Center here in Jacksonville. We have, you know, all the restaurants, all the shops, and all of a sudden, 
all these apartments came right in the middle of the mall, the outside fine mall. And people are like, what in the world? I said, that's Agenda 21 because they want to move everybody in to these 15-minute walkable areas. And that's where you're also going to see the low emission signs start coming up that say low emission neighborhoods. And then they will eventually get you out of your cars onto bikes and scooters. Well, if you're not knowing why there's a push for electric vehicles, it's not about climate change. Never has been. Just like COVID wasn't about health. COVID, I believe, with all my heart, Karen, was a dry run for this lockdown into 15-minute city. And I will prove it as I go through here. Karen, do you remember when the, and it's a little bit different in Florida, because thank God, praise the Lord, we were a little bit freer in Florida. But do you remember them coming out going, don't go more than five miles from your house? Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. This was a dry run. And I'm going to tell you who also is saying that. Um, Oh, my gosh. I'll think of her name. Christine Anderson. She is a politician in Europe and Europe's parliament, and the best way I know to describe her is she is the Ron Paul of, of Europe. And she's been screaming about this. In fact, I'm going to read you a quote from her. Uh, let me find it. Here it is. 15-minute cities are a complete impoverishment and enslavement of the people. EU lawmaker Christine Anderson on a new residential model being pushed in Europe. Uh, Christine believes that COVID-19 passports and QR codes that have become widespread during the pandemic were test runs during implementing 15-minute cities aimed at tightening government control over people. A 15-minute city is a neighborhood where a resident can reach everything they need, such as a grocery store, doctor, and so forth, within a 15-minute walk. Anderson says such cities are the beginning of tighter government control. The government can exert control by deciding you are no longer allowed to leave your 15-minute immediate area. You don't have to fence it in or anything. It will be done via digital ID, he said. Uh, poor people will be locked down. The elites, the celebrities will not. If you now fancy another store and it does not happen to be in your neighborhood, guess what? You won't be going to that store anymore. Like she said, total control is what we're talking about. He says, make no mistake, it's not about convenience. It's not that they want you to be able to have all these places that you need to get to close by, and it's certainly not about saving the planet either. With 15-minute cities, they will have to hand those before they can lock you down, and this is what they're talking about. Um, the next step will be restricting people and allowing them to leave or three times a year, you will be able to have a pass to leave your 15-minute walkable fence. However, the rich will be able to get away with these rules as they can purchase exit passes from the poor segments. And I will go into that also on PCA on housing. It's literally digital tyranny. There are pilot projects already going on in Bologna, Italy. It's called the Bologna Wallet. In Vienna, it's called the Vienna Token. It's voluntary for now, and it's pretty much enticing people. If you do this, you get some tickets for a little less to go to the theater or once again. Now, this is exactly how they did with COVID mandate shots and everything. Remember how they were paying people? It was just ludicrous. And this is the plan they were doing. And she truly believes that the COVID Green Pass QR code was a test balloon. Now, I'm going to tell you something I thought was very interesting. My husband was in Saudi Arabia when COVID came in. I actually 
uh, COVID came in Friday on the 13th. I was on the on almost at the airport ready to fly out to Saudi Arabia. My best friend called me and said, Trump just shut down traffic from Europe. And I went, oh, my God. So I called my husband and said, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not getting on a plane and going to Charles de Gaulle in Paris and then over to Riyadh. Um, I've never in my lifetime had this happen, so I'm not about to get on a plane and I, I can't be home. So within about four days, my husband, who was locked down in Saudi Arabia, a QR code, Karen, came up on his phone, and it would allow them, they could either have a green or a red pass, depending on the parameters they gave them, whether they could even leave their compound or go into a grocery store. Oh, my God. Now, Saudi Arabia, this is not a high-tech country. I've been there. There are camels digging in the dumpsters. Their roads are like, you know, just third-world country. How in the world did Saudi Arabia have this QR pass within days, Karen, hours, like 72 hours ready to go. Well, we would have to say in that regard, they had it ready to go a long time before that. This has been in the planning for a very, very long time. Uh, they have to figure out how to control us. And by scaring, throwing the scare of climate, they're doing a wonderful job. That was one thing I always said, their marketing is impeccable. Our marketing is horrible. Um, and we don't explain, we don't go through, and hopefully everyone, you will share this information because that's what this is all about. The only way to stop this is to say, I'm not going to comply with it. I refuse. That's I won't do it. That's right. And it's like Christine Anderson says, you cannot comply your way into tyranny. And, you know, the thing that she said, because Germany, I mean, you can't even discuss the Nazis in Germany. But she said, um, in Germany, there was a manual and outline on how to get people to do what the government wanted them to do to adhere to these restrictions. And she is saying, and, and I truly believe her, that when this gets locked down, there is, there is never going to be a way out. It's going to be like a thousand years. Once that they install this, Karen, our great-great-grandchildren and grandchildren will never even know the definition of freedom. Oh, and yeah. that's what is terrifying to me, that once they install this with all the technology that they have, I mean, you run a red light and you get a bill in, in your phone. The technology, I mean, you're filling your mail. The technology is out there, and people thinking that this won't happen, they're sadly mistaken. I mean, how fast? This blew me away. We have Publix in Florida. Karen, do you remember overnight, every single public had these stupid plexiglass, you know, at the register because the virus wasn't while you were standing in line. It wasn't while she touched all your groceries to ring it. It wasn't on the keypad that everybody touched. It wasn't on the money. But that, that plexi shield standing right there was going to protect you. I mean, how ludicrous is this? Insanely ludicrous. You're absolutely right. Overnight, there was plexiglass up in bank. Yep. Up in grocery stores, up everywhere. Now, me, who's an advertising agency and works with small businesses, I can barely get a, a case of paper overnight. How did these plexiglasses glasses in the same size and the same measurement pop up overnight, Karen? Well, they weren't overnight. We know that. This has been in the That's planning the for a long time. And this is why I think it's so important. You know, they call it a smart city. Because if they called it a concentration camp, you probably wouldn't want to live there. 
And the other thing, um, Victoria, is that people don't realize the minute you get smart appliances, a smart car, smart city, that means that the government is in control and can shut it off anytime they want. They can come to you and say, Victoria, you're using too much meat. You're eating too much meat. And next month you won't be able to use your you're, you won't be able to go and buy meat because you're using too much and you're destroying the planet. How ludicrous is that? Yes. And going back to our Agenda 21 day, what is unsustainable? And I have a list of these. And this is sourced from the UN Biodiversity Assessment Report by Dr. Michael Kaufman, who Karen mentioned. One of the items is, and I'm going to read it right to you, it is the grazing of livestock, cow, sheep, goats, and horses. What are they doing right now in killing all across Europe, all this livestock? It's food. What's the fastest way to kill people? It's forced food famine. This is what is happening and that people that don't understand what is going on needs to wake up. The Dutch farmers actually got in the streets with their tractors and, you know, tried fighting this. I don't know how successful they were, but, you know, for people to, to sit there and to comply and the problem is we're good little Americans. We're not used to, you know, being rebel rousers and, and saying we're not going to do this. But we've got to change this quickly or it will be the end of civilization's freedom as we know it now. Yes. And this is one of the reasons why language is so important. When they decided that tolerance should be the American mantra and not action, this is how all of this got started. Because as they would say, tolerance, tolerance, oh, you're not tolerant. You have to behave. You have to get in line. You have to do what everybody else is doing. This is how all of this creep begins. And it's our doing. People always ask me, how did this start? And I say, look in the mirror, because we're the ones that let it happen. And because we were compliant, we were compliant, and you cannot be compliant. There is no such thing as compliant with these people. You can't go halfway with them. You can't have a mind meld, meeting of the minds, because they are 180 degrees away from where we are, which is total control, and we are with freedom. They don't go together. So we have a, a big issue in America as to what we are going to be doing about this. And are we going to be in the compliance mode? And it looks like why are all of these manufacturers and everything complying with all of the ESG and all of the other uh, UN programs? Doesn't it have to do with money? Hmm. They're being paid off. The car manufacturers are being paid to develop EVs. The, the oil companies are being guaranteed a 10% profit if they stop drilling and start creating wind and solar. How is that? Which are actually devastating to our earth on live, on, on live birds. Uh, it's proven that it's a bunch of BS. The, the EV industry uses more coal and mining to make those batteries. And then once you have those batteries, or you've got all these batteries, where are you going to do with them? Exactly. The way they're blowing up in houses and homes. It just happened to another home here two weeks ago with a woman who took her Mercedes in. They gave her an EV loaner. She had a 2013 gas Mercedes. Took it home, 
and it blew up her million dollar house and the car. Oh my gosh. And she didn't have a charger because her, her Mercedes was a 2013. He, they rolled this EV off the showroom floor to give it to her. I work with car dealers, so that is the truth. I know the story. Well, one of the things that they have to do, Victoria, is get rid of small businesses. Why would Correct. they have to do that? Because of competition and people like using cash or using another way for commerce. They don't want small businesses. They want to be able to control everything. So when people say that this is an attack on small business, it's not a conspiracy theory. It is absolutely true. Remember what happened once again to COVID. Yes. Remember, your eight hardware couldn't stay open, but your Home Depot and Lowe's could. Because the virus isn't in the eight hardware. Right. Exactly. Victoria, tell everyone where they can find you. We're going to be coming up with a break and then we're going to come back and talk more of how they intend to implement this. Because implementa- you can have millions of rules, but if you don't have an implementation plan, it doesn't make any difference. And they have an implementation plan. So we'll talk about that in the second part. But tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, the best way to find me is my email. I do have a website. It's my business website. You can always submit a lead through there, bareedge.net. Or you can email me at victoria at Bayer. B-A-E-R, and then the word edge, like razor's edge.net. Victoria at Bayer, B-A-E-R, edge.net. Folks, get your questions together. It is also important that you get on the planning and zoning committees of your local communities, because that's where all of this gets started. And in Florida, our disgraceful, disgusting rhino uh, Congress and governor signed House Bill 627. And the first sentence of that says to remove the local authority in planning. So so they override local, and this is where they'll do mixed-use residential commercials. It's the start, and shame on Governor DeSantis. I've got a lot of shame on Governor DeSantis. Well, don't go away, folks. We will be right back. You're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, Florida Citizens Alliance. Go FLCA and join and become part of the micro schools. Become part of our children's future because they are our future. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, 
we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Well, the Out Loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Please go to their website, goflca.org, and sign up and become part of this incredible phenomenon. See how you can help mentor children. Our children cannot read, write, and do math, and it has nothing to do with race. It has to do with the fact that they're not being taught how to read, write, and do math. And Victoria made a very interesting comment before regarding freedom. Well, the way that the kids learn to read now is that it is called whole word reading. They have to, they get a word and then they have to memorize where the letters are. And then they're supposed to figure what the word means. I haven't figured that one out yet. But I asked one of the teachers, if freedom is not one of the words that they're memorizing, how do they know about it? Guess what? I didn't get an answer. So we have to make sure our children can read, write, and do math. And it is so important. Please help volunteer. Go to the micro school project and volunteer. If you don't have children, it doesn't matter if you were a former anything. It doesn't make any difference. 
because our children have nothing. And let's find out now how we are going to even get less than nothing. Imagine that. Victoria has agreed to stay with us for the second part of the show and explain how they intend to implement all of this garbage, Victoria, because implementation is really the key. So what are they going to do to us? And, and Karen, thank you for the intro. And I just, you know me, Karen, we've been in this for 20 years, so I have to say this comment about schooling. You know, with the Common Core, known as Common Core, they also are not teaching children cursive. And the whole reason about that is if you can't write cursive, you can't read cursive. And what is written in cursive are founding documents. So it is very important that everybody, children or not, if you have them, pay attention to what they are doing to our children in school where they're not understanding how to sound out words, read words, understand cursive writing. So there's always a second thing behind what they're doing. So I just had to add that when I heard about the whole word. That was new to me. Yes, that, that is the way of teaching reading, which is a failed program that failed in the 30s when they tried to introduce it basically to kids that were challenged, they were impaired, and they tried to teach them reading by using whole word reading. And guess what? They discovered it didn't work. So what are they doing now? They're using it. Guess what? It's still not going to work. And that's up to us to get rid of it. The other thing, as you mentioned with cursive, is that what is your personality, your signature, that only you write, and each time you write it is a little bit different, is in cursive. So in cursive, not print. Not print. Use an X mark or a crop. Right, exactly. So this is so important, folks. It is. Yes. Every little thing, there's something behind it. So as we discussed in the first group of 15-minute cities, a.k.a. smart cities, what does smart stand stand for? S for secret, M for militarized, A for ornaments, R for residential, and T for technology. So let's talk about technology. So how are they going to force us to comply? Well, it's something called personal carbon allowance. Um. Once again, I'm an ad agency. I go into Google when I first heard this subject, and I went into Google Images, and I started putting in 15-minute cities, smart cities, all kinds of stuff came up. So one of the things that came up was a credit card. I print this out and show this in my thing, and it was Bike Economy. It's the world's first credit card with a CO2 cap on spending. So you know how you get your, your credit card, your debit card, you swipe in, it takes money out of your bank. Well, it's the same policy, except what you're going to do is you're going to be assigned carbon allowance to use, whether it's a personal or a household. And so let's just use the amount of 100. So you get a credit card and you have 100 personal carbon. Well, along with the Google Images, I found personal carbon footprint calculator. And so what are they trying to do with the carbon footprint? Now, in the carbon footprint, it's a, it's a graph of a footprint, and it's got these items, water, emissions, electricity, waste, recycling, gas, fuel, food. Was there anything on that list, Karen, you could do without? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not in order to so, be able to live. Exactly. So once again, I'm a linguist, so I pay attention. The carbon footprint. 
Okay, so let me translate this back to you. They want to reduce our carbon footprint. I'm going to tell you what they're really doing. They want to reduce our footprint because there's no such thing as carbon. Carbon, yes, carbon comes out of, of our breath and stuff, but if they're trying to reduce our carbon, they're trying to reduce us. They're trying to reduce population. This all goes back to population. They are literally wanting to get rid of your footprint and to take away the essential things that you use to live. I'm not talking luxury. I'm talking gas, electricity, food, waste, everything that they will tax you and assign a value. So I pulled up the carbon footprint calculator. I'm just going to give a few sample questions. How often do you eat meat or dairy? If you say never, you get one point. If you say every day, you have five points. If you say every meal, you get 10 points. How much of the food you eat is processed, packaged, or important? It's imported. And then you have different points. Do you have electricity in your home? If you say no, you get zero points. But if you say yes, you are taxed eight points. Electricity in your home. How much waste do you use compared to other people? If you do much less, it's three points. If you do much more, you're a family of four children, perhaps, you're 30 points. Here's a good one. How many people live in your home? We are about the only country that does not have multi-generational living. If you only have two people in your home, you get 25 points. If you live by yourself, that's 50 points. If you have five people in your home, that's two points. So they are not only trying to control where you live, but who lives with you and if you use electricity. What kind of house do you live in? If it's detached house, I don't know what that means, maybe a standalone house, that's 10 points. If you live in an apartment block, four points. Karen, do you see where this is going? Absolutely. And that is why the detached house, which is also in mortgage terms called your single family residence, is being outlawed and has been outlawed in Washington State and Oregon. They can't even build them anymore. And another thing that we should have mentioned in the last segment is what is this about gas stoves? Gas stoves, gas heat, that they're trying to ban them. You can't build them anymore. And Palo Alto, uh, they banned all new gas stoves. Well, if you don't know, most, re most restaurants use gas stove. It's the best way to cook, the most efficient cook. Well, why are they doing that? because they can't turn off gas through a smart grid, but they can turn off an electric. This is once again, all about power, all about not allowing you to cook, to eat, you know, unless I have an article here with Apollo Auto Chef, he was allowed to keep his restaurant gas stove because you know, it's, you know, not, not, not for me, but for you. You know, once again, the elites of celebrities don't have to follow these rules, just a peon. So this is why we must fight. We, we cannot comply our way into tyranny. If you haven't heard about them trying to push insects on us as eating, I also have a, a calculator on how many footprints or points does beef have. Beef is six points, where poultry is 2.5, milk is 1.72, but if you do legumes or potatoes or insects, it ranges from 0.16 to 0.03. Guess what's 0.03? Insects. Um, this is not. This is not crazy lunatics that we're just going to ignore 
are because they want to see insects. These are the people that are drafting our future, and we cannot stay silent. Um, the, they're right down to, even when you go shopping, Karen, if you want a leather jacket, it is going to cost you 20 carbon points versus a synthetic. So let me show you how this works. So you go into your local your grocery store or clothing store, and you want to buy beef or a leather jacket, you have to swipe your personal carbon allowance card first and see how many carbons you have. And will it allow you to actually utilize and buy that? If you don't have enough, you're not going to buy that before you even put in your debit card. Now, let me tell you what they're doing with housing. They are trying to, say, set up a housing point system with personal carbon houses to make it equal and fair. And you know how, Karen, nothing's <laughs> equal and fair. So this is how it's going to work. And excuse my grammar for how I'm going to describe this, but I have to do this visually since we're radio. So let's say you've got, I'm going to give you four neighborhoods. The ghetto is your lowest. Then you have your poor income. Then you have your middle income. And then you have your high income, beachfront, whatever property. So everybody across the board gets, let's just use the 100, it's easy, 100 personal carbon allowance per household. The people in the ghetto, they're not going to use a lot of theirs because they're not buying leather, they're not buying beef, they're eating chicken or, God forbid, insects. So out of their 100 personal carbon allowance monthly, let's say they use 25 to 30, Karen. Then you've got the low income, and they may use 35 to 50. Then you have the middle income that uses maybe 75, 85, possibly 100. And then you've got your beachfront, you know, wealthy people. Oh, well, they're using 120, 150. Well, I thought we were only allowed 100. Exactly. So here's how this works. So this is how they make it fair, equal distribution. You know, those wonderful words yeah. like the Patriot Act and the Fair Act and all this other crap. So your people in the ghetto, this is the way they can make extra money, Karen. They can sell the extra carbon points they don't use to the middle and the high income. And then the middle income, if they have, or the low, you know, poor neighborhoods, they only use 50. Well, they got 50% of their carbons they can sell. So this is how the wealthy can do whatever they want because they can just buy the extra carbon. The lower income in the ghetto gets to make money because they're not wealthy enough to even use enough carbons. And again, who gets screwed once again, Karen? The middle, the middle class. Yeah, because they're using every bit. They don't have enough to sell and they don't have the money to buy the extra. So when I say this is serious, this is serious. One of the best tools I have, if you haven't heard of it, it's called Google Alert. Go into Google, not into the top URL, but to the middle of the screen where it's got, you know, a fancy picture or something, and put in Google Alert. It will come up. You will need a Gmail address. You put in your Gmail address. If you don't have one, you can make one. It doesn't cost you a thing. And then once you have one, it will say, what do you want Google Alerts on? Well, I put in all kinds of stuff. I put in smart cities, walkable cities, 15-minute cities, personal carbon allowance, CCA, universal income. I put in, you know, convention of state, uh, Article 5, CONCON, COS. And everything I need to know, I don't care where it's printed, whether it's in Europe, whether it's in Brazil, whether it's in Antarctica, the United States, it's going to come right into my Gmail every day, Karen. Wow, every single that's day. great. Let me tell you what happened the other day. The other day, American Express put out something that came right into my email. 
and it was about a credit card. Oh, you can sign up to be personally responsible on your carbon. And then they're going on to say that per carbon is about $30. So they've got a, their test. This is a trial balloon through American Express. So be warned, if you have an Amex, it's coming. And this is the stuff we can't sign up for, we can't partake in. This is very serious. So, so one of the things, Karen, that I said before, you know, we discussed things is I said I'm going to cover 15 minutes of these personal carbon allowance, how that works. But then how does that get to universal income? Well, I don't know if you remember during Obama's four years. Do you remember those words out of his mouth, universal income? I sure do. Absolutely. So here's what happens. So basically the middle class, and I just showed you how the middle class is going to get screwed once again because they can't make money to sell any extra carbon and they don't have the money to buy the extra carbon. They're going to throw up their hands and that's usually, that's mostly what Americans is, is middle class. That's what our country is made of. It's more middle class than any other category. And they're going to say, we can't do this. We can't blah, blah, blah. And then the government created the problem with the make-believe carbon system, which is totally make-believe. There's, this is all BS. Um, the only thing that makes it real is people participating and believing in it is they're going to say, well, we can solve this. You know how they solve everything. We need like the vaccine for the COVID. But anyway, that's a different subject. Um, they're going to roll out universal income. And that's how easily the middle American class falls into the universal income where they then take all the assets that you have and in return, it's basically like a glorified social security. And you know what will happen with that. Like social security that first came out, it wasn't to be taxed. You could have this and that, you know, and now look how it's changed. Look how it's taxed. You know, they can take it away. It's no longer the, the money and the interest that you put in over the years of working. I've been working full time since I was 16. What if I'd taken that money and invested it? Do you know how many millions I'd have versus what? What, 800, 1,200, 3,000 3, max in Social Security a month at that? So this is how they plan to not only take the generational wealth from middle income, is to have you surrender that to a universal income for the rest of your life. And that's how they just put us all into poverty for all, which is what socialism is. Is. It's not fair. It's not anything. It's poverty for all. And that's what America has to wake up to and understand. Yes, it is the sharing of poverty, not the sharing of wealth. They Correct. cannot have America be the shining city on a hill where people own things because the rest of the world might point their finger and say, I want that too. So in order for this to work, they have to chop America down to the rest of the world instead of, as we thought, leveling the playing field meant bringing everybody up to where America should be. And this is the playing of words that they use. And it is done constantly. It is done all the time. And you think it's one thing when it's not. So the I'm going to ask you, Victoria, to please uh, say the names of those websites again from Google that everybody should go to. And I will put that in the newsletter so that you'll have a link to be able to manage and understand what's going on. That's the whole deal, folks. If you don't understand that they get away with it, that's the that's yeah. the easiest premise to say. What you don't understand, they will get away with. So it's our job to educate ourselves, share that education, 
and then make sure that we don't comply. I'm not doing that. No, I am not going to let you put a chip in my hand so that you can read things. I'm not going to let you scan my iris. For medical records. Right. I'm not going to let you scan my iris. I'm not going to let you uh, pat me down. I'm not going to do those things anymore. And in order for us Americans to do that, we have to be really careful who we elect to go into office because the majority of the people who are running have no idea what this is. We're smarter than them, which is our problem. But if we don't use our intelligence, that's why I always say applying knowledge is power. Having knowledge doesn't mean anything if you don't use it. You have to use it. And use it to fight against it. As, as I like to keep reminding people, we will not, you cannot comply your way into tyranny. You know, the two things, and I'll mention them again with Google in a minute, but two things that I thought was imperative that uh, emails that came right into my email well, one was May 22nd, uh, 23. It says, John Kerry targets American agriculture with stated goal of combating, combating the climate crisis. They will use the climate crisis, and I must, I must impair out that this is imaginary climate crisis. We are not in a climate crisis to, you know, stop our bees to, to do this. Also, I got another email that came right into my email from my Google alert. New York to track New York to track residents' food purchases places cap on meat served by public institutions. These just came out in May. John Kerry targets American agriculture with stated uh, goal of combating uh, climate crisis. I don't know who made him the czar of the world with this make-believe uh, carbon stuff. He went years ago to corporations who are doing the CEI and ESG, and that's why Target and Budweiser are doing all this stuff. They're being forced to be woke uh, through their shareholders. And, and what that means for people who don't understand is government pension funds and other big companies, they go and they buy stock of Budweiser, Target, whoever, and they, Biden, put an executive order out saying, that if you are running pension funds or big money markets, you cannot buy Budweiser, Target, etc., unless they have an ESG, economic, social, whatever, or DEI, same crap, score. If they don't meet that score, then they can't, their stock can't be purchased. Is this now making sense on why these companies are doing? Absolutely. So, and, and we're shutting them down and losing. So at one point, they have to stand up once, you know, Budweiser, I hope, gets flushed down the toilet. It's not even an American company anymore. I think it's Danish or Dutch, so I don't really care. But we have to stand up. We have to march with our dollars, with our feet. If we don't do it now, it's so imperative. I, I can't even tell you what the future of our country looks like. Go uh, watch the Hunger Games again. That is exactly um, what Agenda 21 is. This is an extension of Agenda 21. This is so imperative that we open our eyes. This will not go away. We cannot keep planting our hydrangeas in the garden thinking that this is crazy people and it won't go away. The crazy people are driving the ship. And if we don't do something about it, we are going to be in the ship, the sinking ship with them. The two things that I use a lot is Google. You go into the search bar, not the top URL, but the middle of the page search bar. You put in Google images. And once you get the images, 
you put in 15 minute cities, personal carbon. This is why I found the carbon calculators, why I found the credit cards, pictures of them, where I found what the 15 minute cities mean. And then you can also go into Google Alerts. Once again, in the middle of the page, the search bar, not the URL at the top, but in Google Alerts, have a Gmail account. And then it simply says, what do you want alerts on? I mean, say you have a horrible ex-boyfriend or ex-husband or ex-wife, and you want to make sure if something gets publicized that you see it. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's somebody's name. I have Google alerts on my name, my business. I have Google alerts on nationalization of 401k, nationalization of retirement funds, uh, walkable cities, 15-minute cities, PCA, Agenda 21. It does not matter what the subject is. And I don't even have to look for it, Karen. It comes right into my Gmail every single day, all day long. In fact, Karen, last night, um, the Convention of States, Oregon, just rescinded. And that came into my Gmail last night. That is great news. And I like ending the show with great news. And Victoria, you're going to have to come back because this is not a one-time conversation. People now... You have homework. Remember, folks, I'm the teacher. You got homework. Do what Victoria says. Get the alerts. Get the images. And then when she comes back, you will understand more and more of what this really is. This is your own prison. We will create our own prison if we allow this to happen. And that's why this election is so important on many fronts, because the rhinos that are in our state, local and federal offices will not pay attention to this, will not stop it, will embrace it just like they did in Florida. So I don't think Florida is so free especially when you see some of the bills that have been signed. And 627 directly affects anyone in any community that is building because it will lay out the 15-minute city as brought by the developers, and your local authority will have no recourse. So go and check your comprehensive plan and make sure your comprehensive plan in your county says protection of private property and also a limit on the height of the buildings. Now, why would I want you to put that in there even when there's a bill against it? Because if it's not there, you have nothing to fight for. If it's there, you at least can raise the fight and make sure that these things that are unconstitutional, see, that's the problem. People don't know the Constitution enough, but they are totally unconstitutional, and they will be put in place by unelected regional councils. That's what they are intending to do. So every time one of our legislators votes for this, they're voting themselves out of office because these people don't want anybody elected by the people that might answer to the people. They only want clones that will answer to themselves. Victoria, please tell everyone where they can find you, because unfortunately, we are coming to the end of the show. But I want you to come back again, because this is so important. Wait, um, and this is my business stuff. I do not have an activism contact, but you can contact me through my website, submit a lead through bareedge.net, or my email, victoria at bare, B-A-E-R, edge, E-D-G-E dot net. That's victoria at bare, bravo, alpha, echo, roger, 
edgelikeeraseredge.net. Well, thank you so much. And this, folks, this is our future if we allow it to happen. And I would suggest that you go and revisit the Hunger Games because from what I understand, they have taken, I think it was Toronto or London, several cities in Europe. I don't remember which ones exactly, but several cities in Europe, and they have broken them into districts and are restricting the people from going from one district to another. Boy, does that sound like the Hunger Games. Yes, in Toronto, Canada, the man I mentioned, Chris Stein, he just ran for mayor. It's happening in Toronto, Canada, which is the man that got me um, putting the pieces together. Chris Stein, uh, Google him on Twitter or Facebook. Okay, thank you so much. Everyone, you got homework, and I will see you again next week. This is Karen Schoen. You have been listening to The Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Go FLCA, join the fight. You can't win if you don't participate. And we have to win. We have no choice. Thank you all for listening. See you again next week. But I'll-